2023 uh, meeting of the Historical Advisory Board. We'll begin with roll call, please. Take the roll call. Um, let's see, Chair Sanchez? Present. Okay, Board Member uh, Borthwick? Present. Jones? Present. Saxby? Present. And Hernandez? Present. Okay, we have a quorum. Okay, um, so this evening we have a non-agenda public comment. Um, so this is an opportunity for anybody from the public to speak to us uh, for three minutes regarding any matter that is not on the agenda. And I, be, I believe we do have a speaker uh, this evening, correct? Okay. Is the speaker present? We have a, we have a speaker on remote. That okay. Hi there. Yes, hi, we hear you. Hi, yes, this is Shelby Sheehan. I just wanted to um, refer to the public comments that were submitted that are not on the agenda. Those are both from me. And I wanted to uh, address the board to make sure that, that they set the next meeting to hear this item and I would like to speak at that time. Okay. So I, that that's my comment. I don't I don't know what your what if, if how it proceeds from here, but it, my request is to make this an agenda item for the next meeting. Okay. So my understanding is that with public comments, um, you can speak up to three minutes on um, on whatever topic you like, and then sure um, we we then continue with our agenda items from there without discussion. Okay. 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 And. So uh, I'd like to follow up to find out if you're going to put it on there, and I know you can't comment on the item, but can you comment on the process? Uh, I don't know whether it's going to be um, on our future agenda or not. That's not our, uh, at our discretion. It would be, sure. I would imagine it would be staff that would inform us whether it's coming onto the agenda or not. You mean city staff? Correct. Okay, so you don't, you're not allowed to put things on the agenda? Uh, that is correct. We don't dictate the agenda. Is that, am I correct about that, Henry? Uh, that's correct. Uh, staff sets the agenda, so and it, it will, it will so, all depend on it. Uh, we did receive your correspondence, Ms. Sheehan, by the way, okay. so okay, we, we do have the attachments. We received them both in our packet and okay. via email. Okay, so I would follow up with city staff. Yes, please. And do, do you have a particular person's name? Would it be the clerk? Um, I would imagine that you would go through uh, Mr. Dong, our secretary. Oh, okay. I just want to be assured that Mr. Dong is not going to use his employment or personal um, opinions to prevent it from being heard. So I don't know what the, what the standards are to have something heard, but maybe Mr. Dong can refer me to it in our future correspondence. Okay. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Okay, um, so we'll move on to item number three, uh, meeting minutes. So we had uh, meeting minutes uh, that were uh, reissued for the April 6th meeting. Uh, were there any further comments or corrections on those meeting minutes? I, I would just like to say thank you for 
correcting those minutes because I, I, I was personally very confused by what was originally put out in the form of minutes and this one makes sense to me. Okay, very good. Uh, any other corrections or amendments to the meeting? Okay, do I have a motion? I'll make a motion to approve the minutes from the April 6, 2023 Historical Advisory Board meeting. Okay, do I have a second? Second. Okay, we have a second. Um, all those in favor of approving the minutes from the April 6, 2023 meeting, please say aye. 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 Do we need a roll call for that? Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm abstaining because I wasn't at the meeting, but they're approved. Okay, uh, the next item then is item 3B, which is the meeting minutes from our last meeting, June 1st, 2023. Do we have any uh, comments or corrections on those? No? Okay, do I have a motion to approve? Make a motion to approve the minutes. Okay, can I get a second? Second. Thank you. Um, all those in favor of approving the minutes from the June 1st, 2023 meeting, please say aye. 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 Okay, we have unanimous consent. Moving on to item number four, our regular agenda item. Um, okay, so uh, this is item PLN 23-0239. Uh, it's a project located at 1420 Lafayette Street. Nomination to the National Register of Historic Places. Um, and I believe we have a presentation. Uh, yes, um, thank you, Chair Sanchez. Um, Henry Dong with the uh, Planning, Building, and Transportation Department. And uh, as mentioned, this is a um, presentation on the nomination of the um, Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church um, to the National Register of Historic Places. So um, I'm going to give a brief uh, overview and then uh, we can open up for discussion and questions. And then um, I'd just like to note that we also have the architectural historian, Elizabeth uh, Crace Green, uh, who's joined us this evening, and she's uh, also available to help answer questions. Okay, great, thank you. So on uh, June 1st, staff received a notification from the Office of Historic Preservation that the State Historical Resources Commission will be considering a nomination to include the Emmanuel Evangelical uh, Lutheran Church on the National Register of Historic Places. Um, the church um, pursued the nomination because they believe the National Register listing will aid in its plans to uh, secure funding and donations to help upkeep and restore the building. Um, as a certified local government, the city is being requested to make a recommendation on a nomination to the State Historical Resources Commission. So um, by holding a public hearing and providing a resolution of recommendation, um, this would satisfy the local government's process for um, nominations under the uh, National Historic Preservation Act. And so um, the two actions that are being requested of the board tonight are, um, are exactly that, to uh, hold a public hearing and then make the recommendation. So the National Register is uh, administered by the National Park Service and includes buildings, structures, sites, objects, and districts that possess historic, architectural, engineering, archeological, 
or cultural significance at the national, state, or local level. Uh, to be nominated for the National Register, the property needs to meet one of the um, criteria for eligibility, um, which includes a, prop a property that is associated with events that have made a significant contribution to the broad patterns of our history, b, property that is associated with the lives of persons significant in our past, c, property that embodies the distinctive characteristics of a type, period, or method of construction, or represents the work of a master or possesses high artistic values, or represents a significant and distinguishable entity whose components lack individual distinction. Um, and then lastly, a property that has yielded or is likely to yield information important in the prehistory of or history. So in this case, um, the church is being nominated under criteria C. Um, this is a aerial view of the site. So the site is located on the corner of Lafayette and Santa Clara Avenue um, at 1420 Lafayette. Uh, it contains three structures, uh, two non-contributing structures, which are the uh, education building and the parish hall um, highlighted here. And then one contributing structure, which is the sanctuary building uh, that's on Lafayette Street. This is a, a photo of the sanctuary building on Lafayette. This is a photo of the um, education building that's on Santa Clara. And then lastly, we have a photo of the uh, parish building that's located uh, more towards the center of the site. And then here are a couple of photos of the interior of the uh, sanctuary building, which is the contributing building. And so um, the nomination determines that the church property meets criteria C as an increasingly rare example of a carpenter Gothic design that exhibits essential components of the Gothic revival style and retains all aspects of historic integrity uh, sufficient to convey its significance and should be included on the National Register. This is also a conclusion that the city's historic resources survey conducted in the 70s uh, concluded that the property was also eligible for listing on the National Register. Um, and overall, the property has not significantly changed over time. So staff is in agreement with the findings and nomination. And we're recommending that the uh, board hold a public hearing and adopt the resolution that's recommending um, approval of the nomination. Um, and then I'd also like to note that uh, staff is also recommending a finding in the draft resolution. Uh, that if the church decides to file an application to include the property as a city monument, that this uh, resolution could also serve as a recommendation to the city council um, to approve that application. Uh, but that process would um, require that the applicant file an application to, um, to become a, a city monument. We just thought that that would make sense if, if the board approves the uh, National Register nomination. So. Um, and that concludes staff's presentation. We can uh, open up for questions. Um, are there any questions from the board? 
Go ahead. Thanks for the uh, presentation. Very helpful. I, I'm personally familiar with the uh, building, and uh, I'm excited to hear that it's uh, being considered for this. I do have a question, though, about should the designation be granted? How would or would that change the uses or public access as a historical designated building? Is it still going to be, you know, essentially the same as it is now, open to parishioners or members of the public during whatever hours it is, but do other um, responsibilities come with that designation to provide access to people who want to see it? Um, I don't, it, it doesn't change the use of, of the building. They would still be able to operate it as a church. Um, and I don't think it would change any of the um, types of ways that it's operating. Okay, yeah. got it. Thank you. Other questions? Um, would the church get, or just whoever owns the building, get um, special privileges or protections from, I don't know, just the state, or is there extra funding? Did I miss that part, Henry? Um, I think that uh, the church hopes that they're able to receive um, donations and funding um, to help restore the building as part of after, if, if they're nominated to the National Register. Um, but I'm not um, quite familiar with what exactly that would be. Um, I don't know if with you. So with the National Register, um, uh, it, the church would, be, would get some protection from the Section 106 process. So if there were a project that used federal or state money, um, say if Caltrans wanted to build a freeway through the middle of Alameda and demolish it, um, they would have to go through the Section 106 process to see if there are alternatives that would, would avoid affecting the historic property. Can you I know. add to that? Is that okay? Um, so if Caltrans built a highway through Alameda, they would, it, they would have to do 106 no matter what. <laughs> like oh, yeah. That, yeah, so yeah, it yeah. wouldn't necessarily, like, I'm, I'm, think, I'm assuming that the church would be able to apply for additional grants for, and that's probably why there is that. Yeah, certainly that. the hope is that with a National Register listing that we can, you know, get a little more beef in our requests for grants, so. Yeah, um, and to your question, Mr. Hernandez, um, um, the, I believe the National Register requires that buildings still remain accessible to the public, um, and you can come on any Sunday to church <laughs> and have a look at it, or, or at other times, too. So. Uh, I, thank you. Um, I did have a question for you. So I, did I understand correctly, it's the congregation that is, a, that is nominating um, the structure for, for inclusion in the register, right, is on, that on behalf of the council, I, I prepared, prepared this nomination. Excellent. Yeah. Okay, thank you. I have a question. Please go ahead. Um, so we're, the nomination is based on the architectural style, the Carpenter Gothic style. And does, does it need to show any national significance in regard to that style, or, or does it display that, or can you explain that process to me? The, um, a property can be nominated to the National Register under local, state, or national significance. So in my preparation of the report, it says that it, I'm nominating it for the 
um, the local level of significance to the National Register. Yeah, and I think you pointed out that there were several other Carpenter Gothic buildings in Alameda that were not as original as this one. Right, there used to be lots more, and they've been demolished or altered over the years, or congregations have moved on, and so on. And this is really the only one in really good shape. It's also, it's kind of interesting to realize this, but it's the um, oldest church building in Alameda now. Other congregations are maybe older than Emmanuel's, but they've moved on, built new churches, and so on. And it's also the oldest um, Lutheran church on the West Coast, church building. On the West Coast? Yeah. Wow. Um, oh, and could I just put a footnote on something that Henry said? Um, so what we're proposing uh, as eligible is the, um, the historic church, the sanctuary, and there's an addition behind it that was added in 1906 that now functions as a Helen room, a meeting room, and a kitchen. Um, it was originally built to be an apartment for the pastor when he showed up in 1906, and there, wasn't, there was nowhere to rent because it was after the earthquake and there was a housing shortage. Um, so the, I'm, the nomination um, explains that those, you know, they kind of match. They were built very close in time to each other, the later buildings the education building and the parish hall from the 50s and 70s um, don't contribute to the significance, the architectural significance of the church. And under National Register um, um, guidance, um, because all these buildings are attached, physically attached to each other, um, I had to draw the boundary. Do I need to move that up? Okay. Um, I had to draw the historic property boundary around all of them and just explain that it's just the, the church, the sanctuary, and the small additions behind it from 1906 that contribute to the significance. The later buildings do not. Um, and the, there's a freestanding parsonage on Santa Clara that was built in the 1930s that's now privately owned and um, the parking lot. Um, which are outside of the pro historic property boundary. So, um, could I mention now, there's a little glitch in the, um, uh, in the draft resolution that you probably want to fix. Um, it's at the end of paragraph one on page two. And the last sentence got a little garbled. Um, I think maybe it just didn't get finished. Maybe it says, neither later building diminishes the sanctuary's architectural significance because they are located bef behind the sanctuary and. Um, <laughs> but I think you probably want to clarify that neither the education building of 1970 or the parish hall of 1955 um, uh, contribute to the historic property. Um, although they are within the historic property boundary. Um, I had uh, another question for you. The, um, so is the, what's uh, called the Helen room in the kitchen, that was the, 
that was the apartment that you were referring right. to from 1906. Yeah. And so how does that, that was part of the Sunday school or it was converted? Originally, um, in 1890, when they built the church, there was a small room just in back of the church that was the Sunday school. I see. And then when Pastor Bauer, I think it was, showed up in 1906, um, they realized they had to suddenly provide him with housing, so they took that room, added on to it, and then built around the back sort of a kitchen and bathroom and so on. Okay. Oh, thank you. Okay. Uh, yes. Go yeah, ahead. One, one last on question. Um, this was about the uh, historical monument designation, which the draft resolution gives you the opportunity or gives us, gives we give you the support for that designation should you wish to pursue it. Are you planning to pursue it? Uh, I think not at, at present. Yeah, um, I guess there's a little concern about whether it might, I mean, we do have, we are hoping to replace the roof and get the building repainted in the near future. Um, I guess there's a little concern about whether that um, designation might you know, cause more additional reviews or something like that, so. Um, I think not at, not at this point. Okay, got it. Unless there are, I mean, are there advantages that I'm that we're not aware of? I mean, I think it's mostly a sort of an honorary thing to have the hi historical monument status. Yeah, and and that's not something I could answer personally, but it was a question I had as to why would you or wouldn't you pursue that? You know. Yeah, I wouldn't mind following up. I actually had that question for, for staff as to whether the designation, whether it be the national or the, or the local monument, um, whether that would impede any future work or, so for example, if it were maintenance like a roof replacement, I would assume that that wouldn't require um, any form of design review or, or the applicant coming before us for that type of work, whereas maybe physical changes um, might, is that correct? That's right. Um, so it would be if the work uh, triggered a certificate of approval, which would be demolition, removal, or alteration to the building, right? Um, and then the definition of alteration has to do with like changing the um, the way the uh, the design of uh, character defining features and and that's like so. So in kind replacement would not be a trigger then, right? Uh, any other questions? Thank you. Okay. Um, okay, so we'll open it up to discussion. Uh, who'd like to start us off? Does anybody have comments? Yes. I have comments on both the nomination and the draft resolution. Is it okay to share both? Please do. Okay. Um, so for the nomination, technically strong. Thank you. It was a really great nomination. You know, uh, Section 7 has a succinct clear physical description. Um, the argument for criteria C is easy to follow and clear. Um, I really appreciate the clear justification for criteria consideration A as well. That was something that I was like looking for because it, it can be challenging to deal with. So um, I really wanna recommend that this board say yes and approve and strongly send our support up to the state. Um, but I do have a concern with the draft resolution, um, 
particularly the whereas clause four, um, where it talks about the survey that the city conducted in the 70s. Um, and the, that was about 50 years ago. And so my concerns with that are, you know, since the 70s, professional qualifications and standards have changed significantly. Um, survey methodology has changed significantly. Uh, it also limits us because things built after the survey was conducted could be eligible now because so much time has passed. Um, since so much time has passed, we can't really depend on that for a good assessment of integrity and where things stand. Um, also, I think like most importantly, like our values of what is significant in our history and what those important narratives are have changed so much since the 70s. And so um, depending, like a survey in the 70s isn't a strong foundation for informed decisions. And so I wouldn't feel comfortable sending this up to the SHPO office citing this survey from the 70s. Um, so I would feel more comfortable if this wasn't there um, or if it was worded differently. Um, and then I also just want to recommend in general, um, I think any decision that this board makes would have a stronger foundation if we had a more up-to-date survey information um, because it's hard to make decisions for today's Alameda um, when we're depending on something that was completed in the 70s um, based on, you know, 1970s professional qualifications and, and values. And again, it's really different today. So those are my two sets of comments. Okay, fair enough. Thank you. Uh, who's next? I'll go next. Uh, go ahead, Board Member Saxby. Um, well, I've had an opportunity to go into the, the church a couple of times. And um, it's a beautiful structure, and it's very has a lot of integrity, and been very well preserved. And um, I think the I agree the nomination was very strong, and I would support it. Um, and to address Megan's uh, issue with the resolution, I think that the nomination is so strong we could strike that clause from the resolution in our approval, and it wouldn't affect the. Um, the strength of the of the nomination at all, I don't believe. So um, I would also support that change in our in our um, discussion. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'll go ahead. Uh, first of all, yeah. Thank you very much. I I have to say I really enjoyed reading uh, the nomination, um, and obviously I think that. It's quite obvious a, a building that's worthy of inclusion, in my opinion. Um, you know, certainly the Carpenter Gothic uh, aesthetic is, shines through clearly, and it has been well preserved. And the building and its windows remain mainly intact, which is phenomenal. Um, and the fact that it is uh, sort of such a unique uh, example of the Gothic revival remaining in Alameda seems uh, to me worthy of inclusion for sure. Um, I think to Megan's point, I, I completely agree with sort of the, maybe the validity of, of relying on, on inventories that were done so, f so far back. The way that I, I read it, the, the, um, 
you know, the inclusion of that, of the inventory that was done is that unfortunately right now that is the only basis that we have for the nomination of or the listing that we have for historic properties, which we've all uh, spoken about before is very incomplete and badly in need of an update. But I, I sort of took it more in that spirit rather than saying that it was uh, strengthening the case, merely saying that uh, this was a building that back then was already under consideration as being something that was worthy of being listed on the historic list for, for the city of Alameda. Um, again, that list is badly outdated and in need of, of an update, but um, I too agree. I, don't, I, I think that uh, Tom makes a very strong point uh, that the nomination is strong enough on its own merits that it doesn't require uh, that provision. Um, so, yeah. May I, may I suggest maybe we could um, rewrite, I don't have a copy of the resolution in front of me. Nor do I, so I'm but, gonna um, rely on. Maybe we should, uh, we could consider rewriting that clause and saying it was recognized as early as the 1970s as being a significant historic building in the city of Alameda. Yeah, I think that's a really good compromise, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I was just gonna echo these uh, same comments. Uh, I, I take your point, you know, as well, that obviously, the world has changed quite a bit since 1970. Um, you know, something that uh, you could wordsmith it, but whereas previous uh, citywide surveys concluded that the property was eligible to be included in the National Registry, or since, uh, or as early as 1970 surveys, the, the building has been considered eligible, you know, so it, it just, the continuity yeah. Is, yeah. remains, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like since yeah. the 70s, it's it's been ready Deemed to do eligible, it. perhaps. Yeah. yeah. But let's do another survey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I do want to take this time to say that um, as a CLG, I think we should be able to find some way to update our survey uh, just because I think we're really doing like a disservice to uh, the opportunity to say what's eligible here. Like, what you know, what has been built in the 50s, 60s, and 70s that's now eligible? Um, what is on the survey that doesn't exist anymore? Like, even the, like, this address was surveyed in the 70s, but this church could have been bulldozed down, something new built, and that's what's being nominated today. You know, it's just, like, it's hard to have that 50-year gap. But I agree, like, saying, like, for continuity, it's always been seen as historically significant in Alameda since the 70s even, that, you know, I think that's a good wording. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think um, sort of in furtherance of the, of the nomination, um, the fact that so many of the architects' buildings uh, were destroyed in the yeah. 1906 earthquake and that, you know, I, I was sad to read that so many of the stained glass makers' windows no, are no longer in existence. Um, again, it just sort of seems like a wonderful opportunity for us to, to maintain a little bit of that history, so, yeah. Okay. Um, any other comments? Should we, do I have a, uh, do we wanna make a nomination? Should we go ahead and, I don't, I'm sorry, Henry, I don't have a copy of the resolution, so maybe I could have you read the resolution for us. Sure. Um, so was, uh, there was the um, 1970s reference that you guys wanted to modify. Yes. Um, 
So it currently says, uh, whereas the citywide survey conducted in the 1970s concluded that the property was eligible to be included on the National Register of Historic Places. What, what if we just change the word concluded to recognized? <laughs> Would that? Or can we put like it's been con uh, considered eligible for the register in Alameda since the 1970s? Fair enough. Can you make that change and read it back to us, Henry? Sure. So, um, whereas the property has been considered eligible for the National Register since the 1970s, along, along those lines? That sounds good to me. Yes, thank you. Okay. Okay. So, we, that, that just sort of negated the whole uh, survey entirely, and that's okay? I think so. so. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want the survey. Don't reference the survey. To the I just state. think it puts us on rocky ground to say, like, we're almost saying part of the decision is based on a 1970s survey, and I, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable with that. Okay, fair enough. Okay, uh, so do we have a motion to approve the resolution as amended? Um, did we also want to include? Um, the suggestions that Ms. Uh, Green mentioned uh, about the um, the last sentence in yes in the finding yeah so how can that be completed can so, you read that to us again yeah so um, it says neither neither later buildings this uh, diminishes the sanctuary's architectural significance because they are located behind the sanctuary. Um, If I could change that to be to um, address the education building and the parish hall building um, and say that they do not contribute to the significance of the historic property along those lines. Is, is that the point that needs to be made? They don't just that they don't contribute, not that they diminish the nomination in any way. I think it's just similar to say they don't contribute. Okay. I mean, they also don't diminish it, but I think that the non-contributing is the essential point, I think. Okay. So rather than saying neither later building diminishes the sanctuary's architectural significance, it would be neither later building is, is a contributor Contribu or contributes? Well, the contribute. problem is that the, the previous paragraph doesn't mention the education building or the parish hall, so we sort of need to bring those names up and say those aren't eligible or those are not contributing. Okay, understood. Okay. I can say um, neither the education building or parish hall diminishes the sanctuary's architectural significance because they are located behind the building and uh, do not contribute to the significance of the store property. Sounds good. Like that. Okay. Agreed. Okay. All right. Um, we all set. So, do we have a motion? Sure. I'll make a motion to 
adopt the resolution as amended. Okay. Do we have a second? I'll second. Okay, we have a second. All those in favor of adopting the resolution as amended, please say aye. 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 Okay, we have unanimous approval. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'd just like to uh, take a moment to thank the board. We don't get too often where we um, get to nominate a building to the National Register, so um, kudos to everybody. Thank you. Thank let's, you for a great nomination. Yeah, let's, let's do more of those. Yes. Yeah, that, I'm it, uh, it feels much better than our, uh, than our <laughs> typical meetings. <laughs> Um, we didn't, we should hold uh, the public hearing. I don't think we did that, so, yeah. Um, oh, uh, comments, did, did we have, that's right, we didn't have any, um, do we have any speakers on that item? The screen? <laughs> the screen will be, uh, be our speaker, sorry. Uh, yes, please go ahead. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say thank you for your support of this nomination. It's been a long time coming. I've been working on it for several years. Um, and I just wanted to mention that um, my thanks to some other people who helped me that a lot of the early church records are in German from the 19th century oh. with a very hard to read uh, German script. And I read and speak some German, but not that well. So I, a couple of the older church, church members who are native German speakers helped me with some of the translation and interpreting what, what they were saying. Um, and I, uh, a, a number of architectural historian colleagues of mine were very helpful because they reviewed early drafts and so on, and including Woody Miner. So anyway, Thank that's you. all. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, we also have uh, one more um, speaker online. Okay. Yep. Ms. Um, Carmen Reed. Hi, and, and good evening. Um, it's nice to see you all. Um, you. And, uh, and I appreciate all of your work and your, your volunteerism. Um, I wanted uh, to speak in support of the nomination. Um, I read it and I thought it was really well written and um, I've, I've known this church since my childhood. So I think um, uh, that, it, that, that it deserves national recognition. Um, now, uh, the only thing that I um, am concerned about is removing um, any reference to the historical building study list. I believe that that's a mistake because uh, we have it for a reason. It should be referenced, um, especially with regard to national, um, national Register of Historic Places nominations. So when you remove that, um, then you devalue the list. And it's super important uh, that we have it. Um, as you know, that you know, a lot of um, important decisions are made regarding um, you know, demolition when buildings are removed um, or, or you know, when buildings are removed from the list, but also when you fail to reference it. So it should be upheld. That's, that's my major comment here. Um, but thank you so much for all of your work. Um, I really appreciate it. And I'm actually looking forward to sending in um, an, um, a new nomination myself. So thank you so much. Excellent, thank you.
do we have any other public speakers, Henry? See, we do. Um, we have uh, Mike Van Dyne. Okay. Hello. Uh, thank you for taking my comment. Um, yeah, I had the, I tuned in late, but I had the same reaction to uh, the study list aspect of this uh, resolution. It's uh, great that you guys are focusing on uh, National Register of Historic Place nomination. That's what you guys are all about. But the study list is a, a foundational piece for the HAB, and it actually needs to be embraced and expanded. And there's some research uh, going on in Alameda right now uh, that is going to be able to provide uh, much more information that's going to help us protect our neighborhoods and our historic buildings. So I don't think that this was uh, really the right road to go down. I hope you guys have a chance to discuss this a little bit and and maybe wordsmith it some more where you don't devalue the study list and, and realize that we need to build upon the study list. There's gonna be future developments, um, waves of future development coming in through Alameda. And as you can see, our current administration is focused on increasing our tax base, increasing multifamily development where they can in order to increase the tax base. And these kinds of situations are gonna be discussed a lot more going forward. So we have to understand the study list is foundational. If it needs improvement, you guys are the people to do it. And we'll follow your lead and help to contribute to um, making it better, but it's important and uh, it's already played a part in many decisions protecting historical buildings in Alameda. So I don't know why that came up exactly. And I don't know why, what the problem is with it really. So um, I think you should take a minute and think about it before it's quickly removed. Um, I think you were embracing the moment to put forward the nomination and I fully support that. And that's fantastic, but uh, please take a minute and think about the study list. It's important uh, foundational piece for historical buildings in Alameda. Thank you. Thank you. Do we have any other speakers, Henry? Uh, let's see, that looks to be all of the speakers. Yeah, so I'd, I'd like to just take a moment to clarify. So uh, we don't, I don't wanna give the impression that we're throwing the study list out the window. That's, that's not, I think, the spirit of what we're, of what we're saying here. Um, nor are we saying that future projects would not be, uh, you know, that, that their inclusion in the study list would be ignored. That, that's not the purpose, I think. In this particular case, we're not asking that this project either be removed from the study list. We are merely sort of maybe um, making less of a point of, of its inclusion in the study list 
with regards to its uh, nomination to the National Registry um, in terms of the resolution, but we're not, um, we're not trying to ignore the fact that it sits on the study list. We're merely commenting, and I think that we agree with both of the speakers that the list is outdated and needs some work, and it sounds like we're all determined to uh, do our part to help in, in whatever way we can to make that happen. But um, yeah, the intent is not for us to ignore the study list in any way, so I just want to make sure that we're clear on that. Okay. Can I add to that? Yes, please do. Okay, yeah, I just wanted to add and um, to both those comments. The study list is important, and I think everyone on, well, I myself on this board really support and want to recommend to um, staff that we look for ways to get an updated survey going. Um, but I just want to be clear, we didn't, the study list isn't going anywhere. That's not what we just made a decision on. Um, we made a decision on the draft resolution or the resolution that's going to be like a cover sheet that goes with the nomination up to the state for the state commission to read and will inform their decision. So basically what we're saying in this resolution at this point is that this building has been considered historic in Alameda since the 70s and that we fully support it and that's going to be the cover sheet that goes up to the commission at the state level to make to inform their decisions and we're simply not we're removing the year of the the survey basically just to say hey it's been considered historic and that's what we're saying um, I felt strongly about removing that because I like you all just said it's important to have up-to-date surveys and I really want to make that point and convey that to staff and everybody on the board and, and that's where we were going with that and again this the study list is not going anywhere it's it's still there thank you Great. So um, I guess what we would need to do is just do a vote to confirm the previous vote. Um, yes, I think because uh, the vote took place before ahead, public sorry. comment, just reaffirm it's not a new vote unless somebody wants to make a motion for reconsideration to change the motion, but in, you should just reaffirm your vote. Okay. Um, and in order to do that, do can we all do so um, on a roll call basis? Would that be the best way to approach that? Sure. Okay. Do you want to go ahead, Henry, and do a roll call? Again, just to reconfirm what you already did. Correct. Um, should we have a motion and a second for that? Um, no, just to reconfirm what you've already done. You're not doing a new motion unless somebody wants to make an, a motion to okay. reconsider. Okay, so does anybody want to propose a new motion, or are we okay with the motion that we've Okay, so we're just going to do a roll call re uh, to reconfirm our previous vote. Okay. Okay, so we'll do a roll call vote. Um, Chair Sanchez? Uh, yes. Okay, Board Member Borthwick? Confirming. Jones? Confirming. Saxby? Confirming. And Hernandez? Confirming. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. And sorry, I, my apologies, I did skip ahead of the public meetings. Okay, um, so with that, uh, we move on to board communications. Um, are there any board communications? Uh, board member Saxby. Well, well, since we're talking about this uh, citywide survey, how, how can we bring this before the council to, uh, to have some money allocated towards that 
Oh, sorry. Um, I'm skipping ahead again, aren't I? Yeah. Sorry we do have... Oh, we're at uh, board elections. Board okay. elections, board yeah. Elections. yeah so, <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. I'll save that question for... There you go. Hold <laughs> on. Okay, I'm sorry. So we, uh, I skipped item 4B. So uh, board elections. So I guess we have... Um, we have to elect new board... Or we have to elect board members, right? So chair and vice chair? Is that correct? Chair and vice chair, yes. Okay. So do we have any nominations for chair? I have a nomination for chair, and that would be to renominate Mr. Norman Sanchez as for that position okay. again. Okay, thank you. Uh, do we have any other nominations? Okay. Uh, do we have to vote on a roll call basis, Henry? Um, yeah, do we need a second for that? Yeah. We would need a second. Oh, I'm sorry, do we have a I second? I second that. Okay, we have a second. Okay, um, so then I'll do roll call. Um, Chair Sanchez? Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, board member Borthwick? Yes. Jones? Yes. Daxby? Yes. And Hernandez? Yes. Okay. okay. Um, so now we are, uh, do we have nominations for vice chair? I'd like to nominate board member Jones for vice chair. She's willing to stick with me. I'm willing. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Do we have a second? Second. Okay. Uh, any other nominations for vice chair? Okay. So roll call vote, please. Okay. So uh, Chair Sanchez. Yes. Uh, board member Borthwick. Yes. Jones. Yes. Daxby. Yes. And Hernandez. Yes. Okay. Passes. Thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs> uh, thank you. Um, okay, so we're now we're on to board communications. Okay. Okay. Sorry, uh, board member Saxby had a question. Yeah, I just wanted to follow up on the, the the survey, and you know we've talked about this for years, and nothing has changed. Nothing's been done about it. So, what can we do to bring this issue forward with the council and try to get some money allocated towards updating our citywide historic survey? Um, so uh, definitely it's a, uh, it's a funding thing, um, and I can look into that for you guys. Um, but given there's so much development, as the, as the speaker pointed out, I mean, it is really a critical issue that we're going to be reviewing historic properties relative to new development mm -hmm. um, on an increasing basis moving forward. And if we don't have current information, we're not going to make as good decisions. Yeah, I want to second that. I feel like... Um, Again, making decisions on a 50-year-old survey is really putting us in an awkward situation because we're not able to make informed decisions. Um, and I know I'm new to this board, um, but the last few meetings, you know, we t do talk about the list and the N and the S things and all those things that decisions are made on, and these decisions impact development and they impact you know, Alameda residents. So I, I think it's really critical that we have something updated. Um, and I, you know, uh, hope that there's CLG funding or grants that we could go after, um, things like that. And uh, I think if there's anything needed from the board, I'm sure, you know, at, at least I'm happy to assist if there's things that we need to do to get funding through the CLG program. 
I'll just note, I, I apologize for interrupting. This is not agendized, so we should not be having, or okay. you all should limit your conversations to just uh, making comments individually. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. Not a problem. problem. Thank you. Um, okay. So, yeah, I guess if you could uh, circle back with us on, on what, uh, you know, what possibilities there are and what, what would be a way in which we could sort of move that along, we'd appreciate it. Thank you, Hannah. Okay. Um, are there any other uh, board communications? I have just two quick ones. Um, just want to thank you, uh, Chair Sanchez, to um, just pick up that baton again and be willing to be our chair. Um, so thank you so much. And um, I guess my second one is kind of related to um, what the first speaker, I forgot her name, but um, she was talking about the Great Whites, but I'm not gonna talk about that. It was just more of a, does the HAB, uh, the board members or the chair, do we ever, can we ever uh, add an agenda item? Or just, I guess through an email, maybe we could suggest an agenda item, for instance, talking about surveys or, or other discussions. Do you want to? Staff can definitely take all the opinions and then the um, points that you all raise and we can discuss to um, make some decisions based on that. Okay, fair enough. So uh, I do believe, so for example, if there were uh, an item that, uh, that goes to planning board, uh, like if there's an agenda item for planning board, we can call for that to come before have, is that correct, Henry? Um, yeah, I believe you could ask for a study session for that, but it's not a, under a decision for the, um, for the board to decide, right? Okay. Um, yeah, because that's, a, I, I guess I'm, I'm trying to uh, understand uh, board member Jones question in that context as well. So, um, I do believe that if there's a project that hasn't come before us, that so that would be in essence what we could do. We could request to have a study session on it. Is that am I saying that right? Um, I'll have to double check on 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 that. Yeah, I'm not okay. totally um, sure on how that works, but yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, and just to add, and it also came up as we were talking about the possibility of a different kind of survey or a, a more um, updated one. And I just had a lot of questions about that, had my own opinions. And I feel like through discussion, there could be some uh, something tangible possibly, but um, I guess there's a different venue or a different circumstance where that could possibly happen and not within our board meeting. So I'm just trying to figure out when we can all contribute. Maybe it's this type of study session or I don't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that might be the, the avenue of study session, yeah. Okay, yeah, so perhaps, um, so you're open to uh, us providing you with some suggestions or some requests in terms of um, a future study session uh, via contacting you via email to have yeah, you can send that to me and then I can discuss it with our director. Okay. Uh, yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Okay. Anything else? 
All right. Uh, are there any staff communications? Um, just one um, that the um, we don't have a meeting in August uh, because all the commissions and boards are, are dark in August. So just to let you know that. All right. Um, so I think with that, we are adjourned. Thank you so much. <laughs>